Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Yo, yo, what's going on, y'all out there? Welcome to another episode of the Get Geek Podcast. I am Jose. And this is Wolfie. It's just going to be the two of us today. The The rest of the Get Geek crew slash cross-gen, cross-gen crew um, had some prior engagements this week. Um, some having to do with uh, one of Wolfie's geek outs from a couple of weeks ago regarding graduation and all that stuff. So they're going through some of those commencements, commencements this weekend. And we could not be happier. So definitely shout out, quick congratulations to the rest of the cross-gen and Get Geek crew for graduating, kicking butt in school, and getting ready to do bigger and bigger things every single day. I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of you, crew. So a quick shout out to y'all. Very quickly, before we get into the podcast today, I just want to do our quick little spiel about like, rating, sharing, and subscribing to the podcast. That is the best way to support your favorite podcast crew. You can comment on our posts. That's one great way to generate engagement for a podcast that you really, really enjoy. And definitely share it with friends of yours that you think would like some geeky stuff. We are available where all your favorite podcasts are sold. So please check us out. Give us some engagement. We really, really appreciate all y'all fans out there so far. So, yeah, we got a great episode for you today, as always. Obviously, our episodes are always great, right? I mean, so, <laughs> Wolfie, you want to lead us into what we're going to talk about today? Have a look at it. Well, go ahead. Well, we're just bringing you guys another Geek yes, Out. we are. And uh, again, for those of you guys that are new to the show, Geek Out to where we literally just geek out we haven't spoken about anything that we're geeking out over um i mean i guess we kind of geek out during our chats about other stuff and, yeah and, and whatnot but this is kind of an opportunity to do what we always do what all nerds and geeks do yeah. which is sit around and geek out over stuff um the the geek out, today's geek out for me is uh is an interesting one um so i i briefly mentioned them last week on the podcast um but I want to kind of talk a little bit about more about it today because I'm truly geeking out, geeking out over this. And what it is that in my, I, we've we've discovered. I don't even want to say that I discovered. I think who was it? You, Jose, that discovered it. Or it what? might be. I mean, to be perfectly honest, one of us definitely saw this someone, place, and we were blown away by it. <laughs> someone discovered a retro only uh, video game store in Brooklyn, here in Brooklyn, New York. Um, it's called Brooklyn Video Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> and video games. they, <laughs> and they, they deal specifically in the um restoration and the the sale, the buy and sell of retro video games, systems, um, games, everything they import. They, you know, do custom, you know, systems or rather sell custom systems and whatnot, and. And I just fell in love with the idea of like visiting this store just because it's like reliving my childhood memories, our childhood oh my memories goodness. and stuff. So I went and checked it out. I went and checked out the store and it was more than I even anticipated. Like they are super legit. They have 
they have pretty much any system that you could imagine. They have the Ataris. They have, you know, all the original PlayStations, the Super Nintendos. They even have the Famicons. When they get them, they sell out really what? quick, but they get Famicons from they Japan. Have Japanese consoles? Um, That's amazing. They have the Japanese consoles. They have the Japanese games. Mm-hmm. You know, this is basically a store for people that collect video games, which, you know, it, it's funny because I myself have a bunch of friends. I'm sure that you do, mm-hmm. too, that like to kind of collect the old school systems yeah. and have them on display and have like all the old video games and stuff. And and uh, I kind of regret like getting rid of my mm-hmm. systems. I always kind of just like gave them gave them to cousins of mine, you know, kind of like hand me down. Yeah. Um, but now I kind of want to recollect. Yeah, you know? I gave a friend of mine a PlayStation Three that 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 I wasn't using anymore recently too, and I'm kind of like thinking the same way because a friend of mine that that wants to go back and collect all these old consoles was talking about a store in the city that maybe we got to visit at some point as well that does something similar. They sell retro consoles, retro games, but like I want to go there and get like some of the systems that I never had also like a Nintendo 64. Exactly. Yes. Oh, yes, man. Cause like, I mean, I used to go to my Dude. friend's house. We used to play the wrestling games. Like those were the bomb back then. Golden eye, yeah. like all that stuff. Like my girl loves golden eye. You know what I mean? And she's been getting back into gaming again. You never so. had, you never had the 64. Yeah. I was a Sega kid. I was a Sega kid. You know what I mean? I had the Sega master system. I had the Sega Genesis. I had the 32 X and the dreamcast and the Saturn. It wasn't until I see the Dreamcast. Yeah, it wasn't until I want I want one of those again for sure. But it wasn't until I think it was the Saturn. I think the Saturn was the last one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Saturn was the last one. Yeah. And it wasn't until then, and I'll tell you how I made the switch very quickly, is I remember Blockbuster used to be able to rent consoles, you know? So I rented mm-hmm. a PlayStation mm-hmm. and like Tomb Raider for a weekend. And I already played Tomb Raider on the Saturn. And it looked so much better and was so much smoother on the PlayStation. That's when I made the Switch eventually. That's when I was like, you know what, mm-hmm. Sega, I'm okay. sorry. Y'all are going downhill. Oh, the, sad, yeah, the Saturn was the last yeah, one. The anyway. Saturn wasn't a great console, um, to be honest. I mean, the Dreamcast was amazing. I loved my Saturn, to be honest. The issue was that it didn't have enough Yeah, games, yeah. I mean, that's the know. thing. You know what I mean? Without the games. And then, and then, the, and then the, Saturn, the Saturn ended up becoming the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the same... Um, those the same CEO or same whatever, the, the same, same team that was launching it, right? Well, the same team that the the same team that created the Saturn mm-hmm. um, was either I believe the team was bought out. I believe they were bought out by Microsoft. I know that the CEO or somebody uh-huh. like the head of that team was was definitely uh, was definitely went to Microsoft, yeah, or maybe it was that. just the head of the team. But I know that he brought over a lot of the team that uh, that created and built the Saturn to create the Xbox. I mean, which is why we have like the the, the huge Xbox controller. Yeah. It was kind of like a hybrid of the uh, Saturn and like uh, and the Dreamcast. Disc. Like those two were kind like, of those huge controllers. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The Dreamcast was yeah, yeah, yeah. The Xbox Fat mm-hmm. controller. <laughs> um, and and so speaking of the Dreamcast, that's one system that I really, really mm-hmm. want, and I didn't realize that these old school systems are now very very valuable because they sell these systems at three and four hundred dollars because obviously they don't make them anymore and if you get a system that's in the original box and pristine condition it's it's worth the i don't know how much the uh dreamcast debuted Mm -hmm. at but i'm pretty sure like around that 300 dollars range you know back then 300 bucks was a lot of money i think it was 400 because that was one that was the only time that i bought i think i bought walter his dreamcast I think yeah, like I I decided to buy him a super awesome gift one year, and I bought him the console. So it was about four hundred dollars. Just the one year, yeah. Was that? 
just the just one, the one year. year yeah i've never bought him anything good since then but like <laughs> i had a more extra money burning a hole in my pocket that year and he wanted one so i bought him one but yeah it was about four hundred dollars yeah yeah so they're sticking with the same price. so i was there so i was there and i was like you know i i i wanted to pick something up but i was overwhelmed with how much cool awesome stuff mm-hmm. was there and i ended up picking up uh it took me like 20 minutes to make this decision but i ended up picking up a um a zelda edition nintendo ds Lite, um and i picked up just for the collector's okay. sake um and i think i mentioned this before um the uh a combo game a japanese version combo mm-hmm. game of a link to the past and uh uh zelda four swords interesting which i totally can't play because it's in completely it's in japanese <laughs> but i just wanted to like have this as the the first item that i picked up you know in my retro video game collection journey i mean at least the start when you have your own like a like house or like apartment with like a lot of space i'm assuming there's just going to be a room for this right like that's the goal oh yeah it's just like it's just like my studio my office right that i have right Mm -hmm. now right like my you know you guys out there can't see my office Mm -hmm. but in my office i have like all my vegeta pop collection display Mm -hmm. i have uh gundams on display artwork all over the place chess set my uh comic-con limited edition todd mcfarlane you know first appearance of venom poster one of 100 oh, on display i don't think i've ever seen that <clears throat> Just, before that's you know, amazing you know putting oh it's right here that's that's a little bit braggadocious like oh yeah that's oh yeah that's the one right there yeah i see it oh man yeah. i remember that artwork too because um, walt has that comic i believe he has that that actual issue yeah he has mm-hmm. yep Yep, it's the one that has uh, the metallic mm-hmm. cover, um, metallic foil. So, um, yeah, I'm totally gonna have this. It, it just like this is like my den. So it'd be <laughs> dope to like be able to like outfit my den with a you know rack of old school yeah. systems and stuff. But the other thing, and I don't know if this is actually kosher for me to mention, mm-hmm. but on Amazon you can get a DS card. That's preloaded with 500 of the original. It works games. with the console. It's just a cartridge that. Or... Well, it's 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 all it's it's not even emulation. It's just it has all the DS games. So like it's basically native. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I have the DS, and then I have like this one game that I bought that has over 500 games, <laughs> including like all the Pokemon's, all the Zeldas. Um, like all the metros that came out and we're talking about like the ds games mm-hmm. right including new super mario brothers uh mario kart ds mario kart 60 i mean super mario 64 that's a good question uh, mario actually. luigi um i have all the final fantasies up to six so you don't need the new version that's coming um, out the the final fantasy like remake pixels or whatever no i'm definitely gonna get that one just because like it's the uh the the, the pixel master it's the pixel remaster mm-hmm. um Definitely going to get that. Absolutely. I totally believe in getting the actual games, but for convenience, nothing beats having like just the one cartridge in all the games at your. I kind of wonder like what the you you asked if that was kosher or not. Like, I have to wonder that, too, because um, so my girlfriend's brother bought me like I think you, I, I mentioned and you guys have seen it like the little Genesis. Yeah. But like it's not made by yeah. Sega. So I'm kind of wondering. And these things are selling all over the place these days. So I'm wondering if well, it is kind of I, legal. I, think... I don't know. We I, I think that there is something about, like, if the property is out of print for X amount of years. I can imagine that makes it sense. It becomes, like, yeah. 
public use or something like that. That's why you can like download the ROMs. But this was sold on Amazon Prime. Yeah, like somebody's making money off of it. I mean, on Amazon. So, so it's like, you know, like, like Amazon is, you know what I mean? Like it's, I, I don't think Amazon would be dealing in something that would have like copyright infringement. Because yeah, I, I know that unless you know. with books and stuff like that, like you're right, it becomes public domain eventually. But I thought that was like, well, I don't know how it is with video games because with books, I think it's like after the creator or the writer dies. So like none of these people that made these Nintendo games are dead. As far as I know, they're still alive making Pokemon and Super Mario games. So I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe maybe because the consoles are dead. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. That, that is the <laughs> they don't make them that. anymore. I really don't know. It's a good question. But like, man, that, that sounds awesome that you have that cartridge with all those games. Like everybody wants to have like that yeah. good emulation, <laughs> access to all that stuff. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It's not like emulators, right? Because like I played like Nintendo right, right. emulators, and the thing is, with, the thing with emulators is that the emulation is good, but it doesn't run as smooth. This is, this is perfect. This is how it's supposed to run on the DS. Which so you said it's a, a cartridge, um, right? Like just with a ton of storage, I guess. Like just a regular DS cartridge. Yeah, because because if you remember the remember that the DS cartridge is basically an SD yeah. card, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So it's an SD card that that's has true. a slot for the mini SD. Yeah. And it's just all preloaded. You put games a five twelve SD. SD or a two fifty six, and you well, that's probably way more than enough. You probably only need like what a, a one twenty eight or a sixty four SD to get. An, I don't know how big DS this one games is, on there. It has. I mean, they're not they're not in the gigs, right? They're probably in the know. megs, in the megabytes. No, games. no, no. The, the, yeah, I think the DS games are in the megabytes. Right. DS. So you don't you don't need that much yeah. storage for that, I would imagine. Yeah. What yeah. else did you see that while you were there um, that you were like kind of super excited about? Well, it's not so much that because I was super excited everything. about everything, but the thing that I'm most excited about them with the store is that when I got there, I had no idea that they were opening up a second location and that they happened to be the grand opening mm. of their second location. Okay. And their second location has a full on old school arcade in the basement. Oh, really? I think which is what I'm super excited <laughs> about going with the team. That could be so one of our first expeditions. I, I've been suggesting, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, I've been suggesting that we go out there and check it out. You know, I think it's one thing that uh, we need to start doing. That we're gonna start doing actually mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, making some expeditions, start partnering up with uh, certain uh, retailers and 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 brands to you know kind of uh, cooperate with the uh, with our podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think this is gonna be one of the first best partnerships that we can do. Um, I mean, people. You know, like so I, I think cast, that like next right? week, hopefully, hopefully next week, we're going to be able to bring to you guys um, a our visit to Brooklyn Video Games number two, um, which you know, I mean, I, if I can spend a couple hours playing video games, <laughs> I'll be a happy man. I agree. I, mean, I know that they have they have they have a lot of the old school fighting games, uh, most of the old school like Japanese machines as well. Um, I'm looking forward to them finishing their Marvel's Capcom 2 setup, which it wasn't set up yet, but if they got that set up, it's going to be a big thing. Um, and there's a lot of things that like that, that we're going to be able to do with this. Mm -hmm. So just kind of inform you guys all, you know, we got a lot of big things coming, um, a lot more giveaways, a lot more events that we want to start holding. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I don't think that I got a chance to mention this to you, Jose, but I'll give you guys all a little bit of a hint. Surprise. Um, we will be, will be, we will be holding some competitive, uh, events for the, we public. are, so stay tuned. Oh, man, that sounds dope. Do yeah, we want to sponsor are. like a Absolutely. gaming championship or something like that? 
You know what? Don't you don't something have to spoil like it right that. now? Something on the local level. I love that idea. Something, something I love like that. Idea. Like I like I'm not. Yeah, we're not. I'm not gonna not gonna uh, spoil anything. You know, like until it's 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 real and it's out there and it's mm-hmm. done. It's hard for me to like want to speak it out into existence um, without it being done yet. But there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff that's coming. Yeah, I mean, I love the um, idea because it's going to be a good chance for us to highlight some stuff that the geek community is going to enjoy outside of video games and movies, like actual businesses and people that are doing some dope things in the geek community i think it's i think it's going to be really really fun i mean who knows maybe we'll start going to cons and all that like we want to do a lot of good things with uh this cast this year so we'll see what goes what happens but we're definitely going to visit there soon i can't wait to check out the arcade dude that sounds amazing yeah so guys um so for those of you guys that are looking for um the locations and stuff mm-hmm. like that so the instagram page it's uh brooklyn video games is the original store and the original page mm-hmm. um and the uh you can find them on instagram and probably all the other social media handles their address is 6801 20th avenue in brooklyn new york um and their other location which is their other ig page is brooklyn video games and arcade which is their second location um that one is 6124th avenue brooklyn new york um and here's the other really cool thing that they that they Mm -hmm. do okay you can go on their page you can check out what they have Mm -hmm. and when they when they when they buy something new and it's ready for sale they'll put it up there and you can claim it via dm really so you can claim, yeah, you can claim like brand because they go out, they go fast, right? So I'm looking forward to Super Famicom. I've never had it, and I really want it. They are, I'm, I'm just paying attention to the page, and as soon as I see it, I'm gonna DM them to claim it, and I think I have something like 24 hours to pick okay. it up, you know. But that this way, fair. like, I, I got basically, basically, they have a dip system. You can call first. Dips that's fair though. I like that. 24 Instagram hours, DM. you know, that's yeah. fair to both the business and, and to the person who claims it. It's like if you can't get it relatively yeah, quickly, most to the next person that really wants it, you know, with the demand yeah. that they have. And speaking of Sega Saturn, they it looks like they just got like a Sega Saturn, you know, pickup over here. Because they just recently posted uh, Cyber Speedway, Crusader, and Sega Sports, you know, which are all Sega Saturn games, um, which you could straight up call out, you know, DM them in, uh, and call them. Oh, yeah, I see that on the page. Um, I think this is really, really cool. It's great for the gaming community in general, and it's great for us older folk. <laughs> yeah, it's great for us <laughs> you know? 80s kids. It'd be awesome <laughs> to, like, kind of get, like, the younger kids involved. I mean, so. it's dope because, like, when you think about it, man, like, they're the history of video games in that place, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. It's like a history you, museum, this is, kind of. You can, you can go, you can, yeah, you can go to these places. You can go to Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Video Games, and it's basically a, a museum. And these guys, they're super mm-hmm. cool, man. Like, you can, I see them in interacting with everyone and you can pretty much go in there and they'll give you the history lesson of everything you know so it really be like uh going to a museum it's like a dream job you know? man you just go and talk about video games like all day that sounds pretty yeah. dope or at least like Hell a good yeah. hustle have your little side hustle or whatever but you can start it here and like when you when you talk about like it being a museum you have the arcade too so you have the console museum and you got the arcade yeah, museum yeah. which is what makes it really amazing which is why yeah i can't wait to go and check out the arcade and all that stuff man i want to get a dreamcast just like just like you and an N64 at some point in the near future. Uh, so shout out to Brooklyn yeah. Video Games and Brooklyn Video Games and Arcade for being amazingly dope, basically. <laughs> yeah, man, go check them out, guys. Um, you know, again, you know, I love the place and and can't wait to can't wait to go, go 
you know, go back next week. So that's my geek out. That's that's what I've been geeking out over the entire week as I've been playing my DS every single day. So yeah, yeah. So that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I've been geeking out over a couple of things. Uh, I'll give a quick mention. I've been working hard on uh, my own podcast, Positively Cynical. I've been geeking out about the response so far. That's all I'm going to say. We ain't trying to do crazy cross promotion here. I'm just really happy about that. So thank you to anybody who's been listening to that. And all my Positively Cynical fans, check out Get Geek Podcast. Check out Grappling Review and check out CrossGen. I'll be talking more about that on my own podcast because I love doing this as well. Let's move on to the gist of what we got to talk about today, though. Um, I mean, a little bit of what I'm geeking out about. Y'all talked about it a little bit. Um, It's some of the stuff we saw at E3 2021. Um, We talked about it on the first episode a couple of weeks ago, me and Walt and and AJ and Eli, and you got a chance to like really, really dig deep with some of your impressions this past week. And that was another great episode. But, you know, some of the things that I didn't get to really see on that first podcast, uh, which we did it while E3 was going on, which is why we did our second episode to, to wrap up. Um, one of the things that I've been looking forward to, it's fairly simple, but like I've been really looking forward to games like Microsoft Flight Simulator. Super simple. Um, but like, I'm just, I mean, I guess I could say I'm looking forward to game pass and all the crazy stuff that's going to be coming out there to, to begin with. And I know y'all talked about it. You talked about halo infinite, which I'm looking forward to the return of old school halo multiplayer. I think that's the thing that like on that, like I'll give little details as to what I saw and what I'm loving. Um, the return of old school halo multiplayer. And I've talked to some friends about this, you know, we like Call of Duty here. I'm not the biggest fan, but we love Call of Duty, Battlefield, Fortnite, you know, all these games that have, have come out and been really big in the um, shooting multiplayer scene, FPS scene, especially over the last couple of years. But like, man, who doesn't miss like some Halo multiplayer, like especially old school Halo, Halo 2 yeah, style multiplayer. Yeah. It's going to be really, really good to kind of jump back into that and like snipe some dude while he's flying through the air or something crazy like that. You know, getting your warthog and run people over like it's going to be really fun. Yeah, because Halo 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 as a shooter is a very different Mm -hmm. shooter from everything. Just like the look and the feel of it, you know, the way that you jump, the way that you move the whole nine is very different from Mm -hmm. like all these other these other games that kind of feel a little bit more. I don't want to say mundane, but relative to each other, right? Yes. Like, you know, like, like real, realistic shooters all feel the same, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, at least in how you move, maybe the shooting mechanics and some other things yeah. are different, but Halo had a unique way of moving around the world and interacting with the world, jumping all over the place. We all have seen the, the memes and seen the online players who are literally like hopping all over the place. But Halo's fun. Like, it's fun to jump around in circles and, like, try to shotgun somebody in midair. You know, you don't get that experience in other games. You mean, you really don't. You know, there's a lot of other yeah. variations that are really, really fun. But I'm looking forward to that for sure. I'm very, very excited about Halo Infinite. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is another one that I'm really, really looking forward to because I've just been really interested in seeing what they're going to do with open world this generation. I know I've talked about that on previous Mm -hmm. casts, but like when you're talking about the whole planet and flying around the whole planet in this game, finally it coming to the Xbox Series X is something that I'm looking forward to. But the biggest thing I want to talk about, and I think you guys talked about this on last week's cast as well. In fact, I know that you did. Just want to give my quick thoughts on it. I'm 
I already have a Series X, but I think it's the most amazing thing, the way that Microsoft is setting up the X Cloud right now in order to play on so many different devices. I mean, I'm really excited about it because I don't know about y'all, but I think it's going to change the way that gaming works in the future when you're when you can. Oh, yeah, just absolutely. Stream, I mean, I right? think that we all agree that gaming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we all agree that this is the future of gaming, you know, Microsoft becoming or rather, you know, Xbox becoming the 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 netflix service of video gaming you know it's something that everyone else is going to have to adopt at some yeah. point maybe not nintendo since nintendo is very set on their way. yeah nintendo seems to do well with their own business model but i feel like at some point what they might have to do is not like do what game pass does and like everything including new games is on there but they have like their classic collection right like their classic nintendo and sega collection i feel like what they yeah. should do that's intelligent is Maybe do like a like a subscription service for that because I totally pay for like the option yeah. to be able to like like you said. I mean, we're gonna buy those old systems anyway, <laughs> but it'd still be cool yeah. to have the option like if you have a Nintendo Switch or something like that to be able to just stream, you know, Super Mario Brothers or Sonic the Hedgehog two or like any old school game that comes. I mean, out. think about it. Like these could be these these could be the. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit more complicated than just like streaming channels, mm-hmm. right? Because these systems have to do porting and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, think about it. Like, as a service, these could be like the channels, like Sega Genesis yeah. Channel, Sega Genesis Classics, mm-hmm. Sega Genesis like 3D. Um, you know, all that stuff. Like, these could all be just different channels in the yeah. service, right? Yeah. Imagine like you know, and as the algorithm learns what games you like. Like, let's say you're somebody who's like not yeah. from our generation. You never played these games before. Now you have the option for a ten five dollars a month, whatever it is. You go back, you play. I don't know what's a random flashback, a random Genesis game that not a lot of people know about that Walt and I happen to think is a classic, and then it starts finding you a bunch of other games yeah. in that vein that you love. Like, yeah, 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 I'm I'm looking forward to that for sure. And like y'all discussed, it's going to change the game immensely. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. But I mean, all the stuff that's coming out on Game Pass and the way that that all the other gaming companies are going to respond also is kind of something that I'm really, really looking very closely at. Oh, and I have to give one more shout out to another game that um, we saw a little bit more about after we had our first cast that I was on the horizon motorsport games look really, really fun. Like, um, or excuse me, the four horizon. Horizon. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I can't wait to try that. And also, and another random mention just in the, in the vein of racing, and then I'll move on to my next geek out here. I already sent Walter uh, a message on uh, on Microsoft on the Xbox Messenger or whatever it is. Um, basically, just it said we out, and it's for the Need for Speed remaster that just came out. Me and Walt used to get on that game and just chase each other all over the place as the Need cops and all that. Yeah, the original Need for Speed Hot Pursuit specifically. Like you know, we've told okay. stories about Gran Turismo and how we used to get on that. Um, but like we also used to go crazy, like chasing each other all over the place in Hot Pursuit. And that game is so much fun. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that and looking forward to playing it again with Walt and us just crashing into each other and trying to kill each other for a few minutes. We always had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the gaming aspect of it today. Uh, I'm going to talk about some stuff that I kind of mentioned before that I'm a little bit deeper into, although not that much deeper into. Um, I mentioned, I don't think I mentioned this. I think I mentioned it to y'all personally. I've been watching, uh, an anime called Claymore. Actually, I think I did mention it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago in, in brief, 
but I've seen a few more episodes. Um, it's really, really good. Like I definitely would recommend it. A friend of mine, actually a friend of mine named Teresa, like I talked to her about some animes that I was watching and she suggested this to me. And the funny part about it is the part of the reason that she remembered it and suggested it to me is that the main character's name is Claire. And that's my girlfriend's name, right? So for the fans who don't know my girlfriend's name and sorry, babe, I'm putting your name out into the world over there, ruining your privacy. But so her name is Claire. And like, obviously, that's a detail that I enjoy because they're saying Claire a whole bunch of times in like a Japanese accent on this show, right? But the name is it basically implies how how like badass these characters are like the main character claire walks around with a buster sword basically which we all know that's the coolest sword in all of fiction right if you have a buster sword absolutely you're gonna kick some 100 yeah. percent buster sword i mean just a name yeah just a name buster. right name buster sword and of course you know guts was definitely like kind of the guy who originated yeah. that right and that's where a lot of these other anime influences started to pull out buster swords these Swords that nobody could actually handle in real life. And you can't even pull that darn thing off your back if you, like, think about it. But so what I like about the show so far is the premise is really, really interesting. Um, To give you a little context into what the show is like right off the bat, I get Witcher vibes, The Witcher. Um, Not as comedic. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, not as comedic, you know, but there's definitely some Witcher vibes on the show because the main character has, like, that sort of stoicism that that... Geralt has in the in the Witcher TV show, the games yeah. and all that. Um, and so the the premise that's really cool is they're a group of female warriors. They're called Claymore. They're that's not actually their name. That's what everybody calls them, which they like to mention every once in a while. It's like Claire will be like, "That's just the name you people gave us. That's not what we call ourselves." But they're basically half human, what's called half Yoma hybrids. Yoma is, is like a type of monster in this world. And what's interesting is the Yoma are the monsters that the Claymore, the group of Claymores, that they fight and hunt. Like that's kind of part of what their entire purpose is. They hunt the Yoma. And like just like the Witcher, you know, some town will get a Yoma or a monster that they can't deal with. And they'll call on the Claymores, the Claymore, whatever you want to call it in order to come and deal with the monster problem, basically. But the great part about the show's premise, and I, I'm going to spoil just a little bit of it and then leave it at that. The really, really awesome part that I love about the show's premise so far is that since the Claymores themselves are half-human, half-Yoma hybrids, what's happening to them is that as they use their powers, their abilities, as a Yoma, it makes them stronger than a normal human, right? They slowly start to become a Yoma over time, like using their power, like mm. kind of destroys their humanity. And like there was a I didn't get that deep. Into yeah, the it's show. only like two episodes mm. in when you really start to get these details, which is why, like, if y'all just have seen the first episode, it's cool. It's nothing like earth shatteringly awesome. It's it seems like just your run of the mill, yeah. like action anime. But like in like the second or third episode, like I said, they start to become the Yoma and there's a really, really great scene that I think sets up what the show is going to be about a little bit in when a Claymore is feeling like they're close to becoming a Yoma fully and losing their humanity. They send a black card to like their closest friend of the Claymores basically. And they're like, you got to come kill me before I become a Yoma. So like there's this awesome scene where Claire confronts like one of her best friends in the world that's a former claymore or that's a like that's a claymore just like her but she's like about to become a yoma 
and like they have their whole dialogue and like it's just a really really great scene it's got really really great context and like uh, i gotta give it another i mean shot. i think it sets up this the show awesome. I, I think i think it was when i was watching mm-hmm. it um it was like during a period of a lot of distraction mm-hmm. And that I recently. just didn't give it its fair shot. So it's worth a try, yeah, you know, and I think it's, it it's only one season. I don't know if they're making a second season. I've seen some stuff about people like complaining that they're not going to make a second season, which it's unfortunate. But what I've seen so far is just fun, even like as a contained single season. So, you know, check it out. I like I said, I think it's what is it? I'll find out for you right now how many episodes the first season is. It is 26, so it's like Cowboy Bebop. You got one 26 episode, 20 minutes per episode yeah. for the season. So it's pretty easy to get through. It's breezy. It's fun. The characters are awesome. Um, totally check this out if y'all got some time to check out some fun anime that you haven't had a chance to check out before. So I've been having fun with this one, and I talked about – I definitely talked about the next Geek Out um, – that I'm going to talk about here. And I don't want to spoil this one too much for you in case you're ever interested in going back and reading this manga, but okay. I've been reading the attack on Titan manga and getting a little bit deeper into it. So don't not the Latin, not, not the, yeah, end. no, don't, don't I'm nowhere near the end. the end. I'm way, I'm going to wait nowhere near okay. the end. I'm still like right. first season in the anime, like type. Because era. I know a lot of people that actually finished the manga and they are very disappointed. Yeah, I get that too, but you know, I'm like you and I both are, are basically trying to avoid it so we can save our judgments for until we actually see it. Because, I mean, I'm yeah. loving the show so yeah. far. I'm loving it so far. Um, to to be totally honest, like season four was one of my favorites. My girlfriend didn't like season four. I kind of understand why, but I have my reasons for why. Like some of the gripes are ones that I think they're going to work out. One of her things uh, with season four without spoiling it is she thinks that some of the characters kind of believe each other a little too quickly. I think there's a reason for that, but I'm not going to spoil it because we're not talking about the anime here. We're talking about the manga. And it's really interesting because I think we've talked about this before, like how Hajime Isayama, like he's very involved in the anime. So he made a lot of changes in the anime that he thought he should like things that he should have done in the, in the manga, basically, like after the fact. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want to talk about it too much. Like I said, we're just, geeking out about it we're not spoiling too much here for those of you who haven't seen attack on titan for those of you who haven't read the manga not going to get too deep into it today but what i will say is one of the big main differences that at least in my opinion makes the anime initially better is that you know aaron's the main character in the anime like Mm -hmm. it's you know it spreads out and it becomes more about the other characters as well but he's not really a focus in the manga it's really strange and it's interesting because, like, I think the show is made so much better when you you at least set up Aaron in those first few episodes as kind of like the main character, even though it branches out from there. Mm-hmm. But there's there's like no main character, so the manga I can see why Isayama changed this in the anime. It feels a little bit aimless and directionless in those first few, okay. uh, in those first few vol- volumes. You know, yeah. not to say that it's bad. It's still great because we love this show. We love this manga. But the way that they focus on other characters and they don't do another thing that was changed that I think was a great change is that he fleshes out the backstory of all the other characters in the anime way more. Like there's not a lot about the training, you know, the boot camp that they go through in the manga. They okay. they kind of just go over that. They kind of skip over it. Would, would, would you say would you say that it would be better to watch 
the anime and then read the book? It sounds like it'd be better. I think because then you you get some context provided. I think only because also, like I said, even Isayama like went into the anime with the idea that he wanted to correct some of the storytelling mistakes that he felt he made in the manga. And I know that there's a lot of other differences coming up in, in like the next few issues. And like, you know, as we get deeper and deeper into like the different seasons about how characters like, mm-hmm. you know, resolve certain situations and things like that. Um, there's a little more different backstory I, I, I've heard in the manga. Like I didn't try to go for spoilers and all that, but you know, you see little things about yeah. what the differences are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that, like I said, without spoiling too much, so far I like the anime better. I would definitely agree with you in this case because of Isayama's involvement in the anime that it's probably the better product to kind of jump into initially. Um, both the subtitle and the dub are amazing. So that conversation about like whether you should do the sub or the dub first, I think it doesn't matter, to be perfectly honest. I've done both, and I love both of them. I think I've seen the show three times already. I saw it twice on my own. And once with my girlfriend. So I'm overloaded on Attack on Titan, basically. I can't wait till it returns. But yeah, your point is a valid one. The anime might be a better place to start only, again, because of the way even the creator itself used the anime and the manga. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, that's that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of the 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 gist of what I've been, you know, working on and, and talking about when it comes to attack on titan so that's been uh a lot of fun no, that's so far. Cool. yeah it's been great so i mean uh well i mean yeah. you know it's, it's 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 only it's only the two of us today so our our geek out episode is going to be a little bit shorter of course yeah right? i um, i am sort of geeking you know, there's out. only so much time during the week i am sort of geeking out about <laughs> one more thing though but this will be brief um i'm getting more and more excited about the live action cowboy bebop show the more i hear about it the mm, more i hear okay. it's closer to like fully being i think you know, all the filming is done. The pre-production or the yeah, the production is almost complete. Um, oh, they wrap filming. I didn't realize yeah. they wrap filming. Yeah, because you know, I don't, I think you're okay. familiar with the uh, the the fact, not the idea. But um, John Cho, John Cho, yeah, John Cho, who's playing Spike Spiegel, yeah. he got injured while they were mm-hmm. filming. But like, right, exactly. yeah, they they finished it. They wrapped all that up, and the more I hear about it, like you see how how involved the original anime crew was um, from Kodansha and you know, Yoko, uh, Yoko Kano, like the mu- who did the music for the original is involved in I mean, this. I, I think it's going to be a hit. I think the show is going to be. Yeah, a hit. I mean, I think it's going to be a, a huge. Success. It seems like what they're going to do is flesh out a lot of the stuff that they didn't really get to do with the anime. But like since the creators are so involved, that's why I'm excited about it. Because a lot of times you yeah. would, I would be apprehensive, like these random people are trying to like make Cowboy Bebop into a whole series. Like that would be scary to me if it was some random people. But with the involvement of yeah. the creators, like it, and it just being like such a deep involvement, I'm getting more and more excited about it. And I think, don't quote me on this, but I think there was a photo out there of of John Cho as Spike Spiegel, which I want to see if I can find because I think he's gonna do. I think the cast is great too. I think he's gonna be great. I think the casting was amazing. Mm-hmm. To be honest, the, the casting looks great, and I actually really, really like John Cho as a Spike Spiegel. I, I cannot wait. To yeah, see. he's a really good actor. You no, know, cuz he has kind of he has he has kind of like like the way that he speaks, the way that he acts is kind of like very like like a little monotone and kind of always a little bit kind of like looking out into the like the distance. <laughs> you know, which is something that Spike does a lot. He's just like looking out and being very anecdotal. Yeah, so. and other than like Harold and Kumar, like whatever the heck, he he's 
he's got more confidence as an actor because he's like he was kind of the nerdy like like uh guy with no confidence in that but he like can play confidence really well in the other things that i've seen him in so you know spike definitely has that confidence he has that insecurity too but i think that's why john cho is gonna absolutely kill the part and you know mustafa shakir as jet black is gonna be amazing i'm just really really looking forward to it the closer and closer we get to it and i mean that's it that's what I'm geeking out about this week. It's a bunch of stuff I've been enjoying recently, but I'm getting deeper yeah. into it. And I'm really excited. And like I, like we said, I can't wait to check out Brooklyn Video Games. Man, this is going to be... Don't forget that like, I challenge you I challenge you to to get into 8th MS oh, Team. Oh, I was going to say... I, Mobile Suit 8th MS I didn't want to talk about it on the cast, but I have seen the first two episodes. So I You did? did. I did, oh. and I enjoyed it, but like I don't want to. I want to wait until we have like that challenge okay. cast, maybe. Okay. Because I still want to. I okay. want to do that with the okay. crew too, man. We got to get them to go on in on this for those. Okay. Who, for okay. the like for the the our fans out there who aren't aware, basically, um, we did a little fun challenge where like Wolfie challenged me to watch a show that he loves, and I challenged him to watch a show that I love, and I started watching Eighth Mobile Suit Gundam which I've seen the first two episodes. It's by Sunshine, the same company that did Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. uh, which is fun. Yeah. And I challenge him. You can see the, the art style. The art style is not yeah, different. Yeah, exactly. Now. That's what I was going to say, or that's what I, what I was kind of implying. One of, one, of, one, of, one of the few Gundam shows that has that art style. Oh, really, really? Okay. Well, I'm gonna, well like, Actually, most. Actually, I don't think any. Like, I think Stardust Memory has a, a, a close style of art. This is this is yeah I love Aether, Aether This is opening me up to the world of Gundam, which I've is something that's kind of long overdue oh, man, anyway. So you know, I'm trying to catch yeah. up as as y'all have kind of heard. I'm just in a big anime kick right now, so I got to catch up on all the old classics. You know, I've been I'm almost through Full yeah. Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which was also a suggestion of yours. Thank you, it's amazing, it's awesome. I love the mm-hmm. characters, but like yeah, I'm trying to catch up on all that, and I'm only two episodes in. And um, the challenge that I gave to to Wolfie was to watch The Expanse, which is a show that Walt and I absolutely which I'm love. gonna do. Which today. you, yeah, you know, get a couple episodes in, and the, and and just so you guys enjoy. know, the challenge the challenge is just three episodes. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's basically okay. like a challenge. Like so after the third episode, you can't you can't watch you can't you can't watch any more than three episodes. <laughs> I'll watch three episodes of The Expanse, then we'll bring it onto the oh, podcast okay. and see okay. and see where we are. Like, does the show really grip you and want you to make? make you make you want to finish it or whatnot versus like just finishing it and then talking about it i want to know what your initial impressions are on the first three episodes because it's my belief Mm -hmm. that i will give any show the first three episodes Mm -hmm. and then after that if it doesn't grab me if it doesn't grab me i might move on to something else you know um but like i like for me a fair shake is not just the first yeah. episodes it's the first three episodes i agree that's a solid way to go about it the first episode is never going to give yeah. you enough i mean i've i've seen how many shows like the first episode of breaking bad is not some that shows great. can be like that but not all shows yeah you know, like not all shows yeah like, like the first whole first season actually, of breaking it's, bad it's, is not great. actually it's with it's with it's with breaking bad that i came up with the system because of that first episode so many people talked <laughs> about it so many people talked about it um and I wanted to give it a shot and I saw the first episode and I was not super into mm-hmm. it. So then I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch a couple more and then see what's up. And then thankfully by the third episode, it was enough for me to continue it. But I still haven't seen the fifth, fifth season. That's okay. That's okay. You're you're almost there. Like and now that Walt has finally seen it, he was the one that I was really, really like pushing for a while. Y'all know that it's like, come on, watch it. Because he's the one who told me about it, which is always the fun little story yeah. that we have. But Three episodes sounds like a good strategy to me because, yeah, the first episode yeah. is never 
almost never enough. It's rare. Yeah. Like I think maybe Mind Hunter is the yeah. most the show that comes to mind for me that yeah. I saw the first episode and I was like, I gotta watch this. So I agree. And I think should we wrap it up there? I think we could wrap it up there. Yeah, I think I mean that's 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 our geek that's out. That's our geek out, man. We had um, fun with this geek out yeah, as man. usual. Man, we're good at doing this with just the two of us too, man. Let's let's go. We're hosting a kick ass episode <laughs> over here. No. Anyways, I can't wait to get the crew back. Um one of the other things that we were going to talk about, even in terms of giving a show a chance, is uh, Loki and Bad Batch. We want to talk about that soon. We can't wait to get the crew together to talk about that in the next yeah, couple of weeks. That one, that one, we we need to discuss. We need to discuss this. Yeah, team. I agree. We were going to disappoint some of you guys have not caught up because <laughs> we were we were even but thinking I blame about that it on the show. I blame it on the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were thinking about talking about it on this cast, right? We were going to maybe do Loki and, and Bad Batch, but we were like, no, nah, we got to wait yeah. for everybody for that one. And that's, yeah, I agree because there's a lot to talk about on both of those shows. I'm not going to say whether it's good or bad, but all right, let's wrap this bad boy up here. I think, uh, as usual, I got to thank our fans out there for all y'all support. It's just really amazing to see people like respond to the cast is just give their feedback. The best way to support us, as y'all know, is to like, rate, share, subscribe to your favorite podcast comment on our social media posts if you comment four words or more on instagram that actually games the instagram algorithm you can get some more engagement for us you know, we'll comment back we'll make sure that like everybody has some engagement and you know we're going to try to build some relationships in the future of other kinds so we're going to see where all this goes and that's it i'll leave it at that check us out where all your favorite podcasts are sold and i guess there's nothing left to say but Stay geeky, my friends. Love y'all out there. Peace. Peace.